Good morning, Bam Bam. Good morning. Um, today is Friday, February 16th. I am your host, Joe, coming to you live from the DJ Pebble Studio, located in the Mile High City, Colorful, Colorado. Welcome to the program, DP. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you with us today. If you're listening um, to this later, I understand how valuable your time is. And thank you for downloading. Hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And thank you, of course, for your continued love, likes, shares, and downloads. I appreciate it very much. Turn this down a tad. So it is Friday, finally. <clears throat> See my highs real quick. <laughs> You're awake right now. I think it just what works worked up 16 hours. So he's just a little tired. Crazy. So not many people would have the integrity to want to, you know, to do that. They'd be like, no. <laughs> so um, last night, um, Bam Bam and I tried, tried once again to um, watch the CDGD documentary about the club in um, New York. Um, I watched it um, prior to get some of this artists that played there um, to do the set list for today um so yeah it's really good it's 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 a weird documentary because it's kind of it's old you know you can see that it's old film and then the subtitle like going across is all in chinese or japan or something i don't know it's in a different language and so um but they speak in english um it's good it's interesting if you like um, music um, it's free on YouTube. Um, go and watch it, and I think it's right under an hour. So, yeah. Anyway, um, currently we'll do the weather. It is cold here in Denver, cold and cloudy. Hi, Peter, my Colorado friend. Um, I'm, it's probably snowing where you're at. He's a little higher up on well compared to where I'm at, um, and it's kind of drizzling. It's wet, the roads are wet, they're saying it's very icy, so be careful out there. Um, so, um, 25, feels like 19, a high at 38, um, and then our snow's starting around 5.30, they said, that really coming down. Um, although, there's kind of weather going on right now. <clears throat> and then for my family in rural Ontario, um, currently 27 and cloudy, feels like 12, Cloudy skies and a high of 13. Um, for BP, worked 16 hours for a guy. We did have some very yummy looking um, velvet, what are those? Red velvet, uh, red velvet waffles. They look like Belgian waffles, some real nice, thick, yummy looking ones. Oh my gosh. Some of the places he eats, they look so good. Um, so 23, mostly sunny, light snow showers will pass it says, I'm um, a high of 36. Um, we'll probably be sleeping when we pass For my friends in Arizona, we have Tucson, 39 and clear. Um, sunny skies on a high of 68. Phoenix, 47 and clear. 
sunny skies and a high of 73. Hi, Lou Rock, how are ya? I hope you're well. Um, and for me, Michael, um, who's tardy. No, I'm just kidding. People that like to give him crap. I hope he comes in to make him crap today on Friday. Um, feels like 27. Um, for the very first time, it's chosen it's cooler. Oh no, it's 36 and it feels like it's 27. That's the first time because normally it's higher than the average that it actually is um, because of the humidity. Um, so he's snow, it says snow accumulation is 2 to 4 inches from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. So there you go. All right. Oh, there's Mike. Mike, I was just talking about your weather. <laughs> You're getting snow, buddy. Get ready to show us some snow. All right, let's start with the word of the day. Quote of the day and word of the day. Um, potential. potential. Human potential is the capacity of humans to improve themselves through studying, training, and practice to reach the level of their ability, aptitude, skill, and inherit within Human potential is the same for all. If you have willpower, then you can change anything. And that's the Dalai Lama. And here's another quote. Continuous effort, not strength or intelligence, is the key to unlocking potential. And that's actually Winston Churchill. So I have a little bit about potential and then a small little video, well, audio, I should say, um, to listen to. Um, so, potential. Personal growth requires looking inward at your own thoughts, feelings, habits, and reactions. Having human potential. Oh, hold on, Mike. Are you, Mike, were you really calling and I missed you? Or was, did you put dial me? Because I, I tried to grab it, I mean, I, but I missed it. Alright, human potential is about seeing your ideal self in alignment with your core value and then working every day to be your potential is more than just achieving your work goals. It requires you to look at your whole person, physical well-being, mental, and your inner self. Potential should never be defined in your brain as meaning you're not quite there yet. Um, never think of yourself as not good enough. Um, you are just evolving every day. You're evolving to be, you know, just become better at certain things. So it is not easy and not the same for everyone because we are all unique. So do not compare yourself to another person either. Um, look inward and focus on ways to evolve. Um, personal growth is not easy, but the benefits will make it worthwhile. Um, my own personal growth journey has seen its ups and downs, failures and successes. Um, any personal development is a long time commitment. You will hit the blocks. Um, that's my and I think that, you know, <clears throat> when you continue to have um, potential in your life, I think that it helps you with um, health benefits, you know? Well, this is a little bit of physical But if you're comfortable learning it and reading it, it helps you not to, uh, you know, fall into the mental kind of, you're using that brain. So here's some benefits. Self-awareness and self-esteem, increased mental fitness, greater resilience. Okay, more knowledge means learning skills, improved personal and professional relationships. Um, if 
are some common areas your communication and interpersonal skills learning to listen really 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 listen problem solving that's something everybody has to work on i know i do um, it's on my checklist did you were you listening in your conversations today and i have to support myself if i'm not um, problem solving, cognitive ability, self-compassion, self-care, self-reflection, conflict and conflict resolution, um, learning to navigate and change uncertainties, um, growth mindset, and self-awareness. So um, let me turn this off and I want to play this for you and it's Unlock Your Potential. Oh, hold on. Why did it start? There we go. Start from the beginning. Everybody wants to prize, but nobody loves the process. Everybody wants to be a champion, but nobody's willing to put in the work that it takes to be a champion. Everybody wants to hold up the trophy and say, man, I did it, but nobody's willing to put in the work that it takes to do it. I love the process. I love the thought of working for what I want. And I firmly believe you're never supposed to wish for it more than you're willing to work for it. But a lot of people, they wish, and they're not willing to work. A real man in the dark, when nobody's watching, he put me in work. Because he loves the process. Because real lions like to hunt. They love the process just as much as they love the prize. And some of y'all just want to score. You don't like the process. Championships aren't won in the theater or the arena. They're won in the thousands of hours in the training room. The labs and the 5 a.m. runs and it's brainy and everyone else is sleeping. That's when it's won. I'm here today. I'm an ordinary person, but I focused on my craft. I had burning desire to be excellent. Thank you, I Lou. Thank you, I Mike. It's my oxygen, it's my DNA. Four in the morning, I get up and I'm working on my craft because I love it. It's the hidden work. I'm looking at it as like a rock, and the rock is you. And every day you fight not wanting to get up, and you do it anyway. You chip a piece off that fucking rock. And every day you go to train, you train harder and harder and harder and harder, and you get up early. And all these things you do to start forming yourself, you're chipping another piece of that rock up. Before you know it, that rock, it becomes the masterpiece in which you've been created. The heart of a champion is a light switch that's always on. It doesn't go on and off when someone's watching. It's constant. It's how you look at something. If your name's attached to it, and you do it right, the best of your ability every single time. Do the job for it, don't do it at all. That's the same person who has his hand raised on the podium. Thank you, Van Van. Thank you, VP. It's what I did in the dark that blew me off. It is in practicing. It is in lifting weights. It is in resting. It is in eating right. It is in making good decisions that you look a certain way. It is how you practice. It is what you do that makes you look like you look. It is the process of the body that shapes you and forms you. The real God is in the dark when nobody sees you. When nobody knows what you're doing. When you're putting in those extra reps. When you're watching those videos and you're getting inspired. When you change your music. It's the process that makes you sweet. I'm talking about the commitment that says, I am going to stay true to what I said I would do long after the move that I've said it in this left. You got to begin with the end in mind. So whatever your dream or your goal is, you got to wake up every 
reinvent to it. You gotta go to bed with it. You gotta go read stuff. The music you listen to, everything you do, gotta pour into that dream. I understand it is in a process that you get better. I am not phenomenally skilled, but I'm phenomenally will. My IQ may never change, but my will changes. Every year, I get stronger and stronger and more determined. Why? Because it's in my DNA. When you dedicate your life, you don't care anything about the odds. When the dream is there, that's the odds don't matter. Giving you all, it can be confusing to mediocre people. When they tush, you keep grinding them. Work hard in silence and let your success speak for you. Keep talking smack and I'll keep working. You keep focusing on everything and everyone else and I'll keep working. Instead of killing them with kindness, torture and success. Build the kind of life that says I told you so without having to say a fucking word. You know, most people stop when they're tired. I stop when I'm done. The only thing limiting your horizons is you. All right, that's Unlock Your Potential, um, the inspiration shift. So remember, personal growth is just that. It is personal. So just continue to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. By doing so, you will be on a path for reaching your full potential. So you got this. I believe in you. I do. I honestly do. So yes. All right, so there we go. There's your... Um, there we go. Get you pumped up for Friday. Oh my, don't play. Why is it doing that? Oh, please. I am hoping that. All right, stop. <laughs> it was going to play a song. I didn't want it to play yet. We're going to do joke of the day. <clears throat> I have two for you. And um, let's do the first one. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? He woke up. Get it? Kid napping at school. <laughs> I didn't get it. First of all, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> it was napping. <laughs> all right, here's another one. <laughs> here's another one. Did you know that dogs can't operate MRI machines? But cat scans. Cat scans. Get it? <laughs> yes, can that one's for you mike <laughs> all right <laughs> so um last night oh bam bam and i we're gonna get this um our thursday night but we had fun hanging out and playing and playing um some inappropriate songs but it was fun we had a good time um the movie didn't go over. Well, it wasn't a movie; it was a documentary. Um, it was actually filming, so I got it. It was it was there, but it was not playing. It would play, play, stop, play, stop, play, stop, and we don't want that. So we ended up just stopping it and hanging out on Podbean for a little bit and chatting. And um, Black Dragon Radio was there, and um, I can't remember somebody Nick like. I need, it's like a question and then it ends Nick, his name. Um, he's newer. He came in for a little bit. So, um, but we're going to keep trying. <laughs> we'll figure out something, but thank you, Bam Bam. Um, I appreciate you so much. Um, all right, we're going to move on. Um, I'm going to post this recipe for this simple casserole that is like raviolis and 
Um, it looks really super yummy. And so I'm going to post it on the Dina Joe podcast page, um, Facebook page. Um, it's just basically, you know, they cooked some ground beef. It looked like they took frozen or fresh raviolis. Um, they put it in a 13 by nine pan. They, they, dropped them in there with some sauce and then the meat and then the sauce and then more and then some cheese and then baked it. I mean, simple. Um, I would change the red sauce because I'm not quite a red sauce girl, but it did look really good. It sounded like if you can mix like a creamy pesto, it just would be simple. I'm like, wow, that's pretty simple. You know, just throw it all in the pan and cook it. Um, yes, that's, the, we need to talk with Nick B. That's him, Nick B. Yes, Alfredo socks. I usually will mix the Alfredo with a little bit of pesto together and make it that way. I'm more that I, I red sauce just gets my stomach. Even on pizza, I when we order pizza, I usually get like um, pesto or else I get a garlic olive oil instead. I just can't. I don't know. I just can't do the red sauce. And I don't know if it's because sometimes people put bell peppers on it or maybe it just makes me sick. I have no clue. Anyway, I'll post that recipe. Um, now I'm going to play this song. Um, this is a new song. It's going to be, it's Dua Lipa. Everybody knows Dua Lipa. I actually, I really like her a lot. She's like, I like her. There's not very many new songs nowadays. Artists, I should say. Um, but I do like her. Um, but this is her new song. It's coming out. Um, training session is what it's called. Let's listen. Ooh, barbecue sauce and pizza is good. Are we going to play? It says it's playing, but I don't hear anything. Um, what the heck? Oh, wait a minute. It did this the other day. You know what it did? And it's probably freaking my dog out. It started playing on, um, it started playing on one of the echoes in one of the rooms. Here it is. <laughs> Probably freaked Billy out. Like, what is going on? She always just makes me want to dance. song Dua Lipa. Training session. I'm sure just like every single one of her songs, it's going to be all over the radio stations pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I like it. I like her though. So um, we're just going to keep, it's going to be more of a music day today. I'm telling you. Um, these are some concerts that are coming up. That's music history. Okay. The first one is um, Santana. Sounds um, kind of funny. Well, he is coming um, with uh, the County Crows um, on the Oneness Tour. Um, Oneness Tour 2024. Um, and they will be at one of my favorite places on um, Red Rocks. Um, let's see. 
That's the wrong guy. I was looking for Santana and Counting Crows. And when I heard Counting Crows, I was thinking, um, I was thinking the wrong band. Um, it just says they're going to be in Vegas, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa Bay, um, Georgia, New Jersey, Toronto, Ontario, Cincinnati, Ohio, um, Morrison, Colorado. I told you a bunch of places in California, a couple in Texas. So, uh, yeah, Santana and, um, oh, I had, oh yeah, Counting Crows, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, I should say. They're all right. All right. All right. So the next um, one that's coming to concert is that Joe Bonamassa. And remember, I played um, his Christmas. I did his whole Christmas album one day. Um, he's coming to concert all over the place. Uh, yeah, he's going to be at Red Rocks, too. Um, God, such an awesome place to see. Um, oh, and actually Huntsville, Alabama. Um, all over the place. Um, I don't see him going to Canada. I'm trying to see. And I'm trying to look for Pennsylvania. Oh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. He'll be in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Joe Bonamassa. All right, who's next on the list? Oh, these two. I guess they've been touring for a while, and I had no idea. Um, Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Um, this is actually their song. They have a couple albums, and this is Quattro. World's Drift In is the song um, by both Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Um, I she was like um, kind of countryish. Um, let's see. There, let me see if they're coming to Colorado. There's um, Bert. Bergenstown, Pennsylvania, Bergenstown, Pennsylvania, they'll be at Virginia, Virginia. Oh, Vancouver, British Columbia, um, California, 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 Colorado Springs and Vail. Um, not close enough for me. Um, but man, they show his picture and I know he's probably, he's got to be in his eighties, right? He, I mean, it looks good. He does look like, um, He's, you know, his years of partying have caught up with him. But, um, yeah, so they are coming to concert. And then we have um, Pearl Jam. They're going to be, um, their tour is the Dark Matter World Tour. Um, they, um, let me see, British, uh, no, Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, and nowhere in Cal Colorado. Pennsylvania, no. In Canada, no. They're like in um, Oregon, Napa, California, uh, Las Vegas, back to Napa, Washington, Chicago. Interesting. All right, let's look. Um, who's the next one I have? Oh, Brett, <laughs> Brett Michaels. He. <laughs> Brett Michaels is coming to concert and he, oh my gosh, he wears too much makeup, <laughs> too much eye makeup. He's Brett Michaels. Um, where is he? Oh, there he is right here. 
and his bandana. Um, oh, he's wearing a bandana and a cowboy hat here. <laughs> Super cold here. My animals are not happy. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Peter. Welcome, YS. Good to have you. So, yeah, Brett Michaels going on um, tour. Um, let me see if he's any anywhere where we are. Um, no, he's going to that Burger 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 Town, Burger Town, Pennsylvania. Um, Nowhere in Colorado, nowhere in um, Canada, yeah, nowhere in Florida. Oh, wait, no, they are um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm Brett Michaels. Um, <clears throat> trying to really, yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, he's another one that's up there in age. All right, we're playing Dua Lipa. Now we're going to do a little bit of... Um, this day in history before we start with music from artists that went through CBGB. Um, so today on this day in music history, we're going to start with um, February uh, 16th, of course, the year 2021 um, of this young lady. It will turn on for me. I'm... Um, It'll play in a minute. Um, Lauren Hill, 1998 album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, was certified diamond for 10 million sales in America, making her the first female hip hop artist to earn that certification. When first released, the album debuted at number one on the Billboard chart, selling over 422,000 copies in its first week, which broke a record for the first week sale for female artists worldwide the album has sold over 20 million copies miss l'oreal yeah i a lot of people don't like her because of her political views but i do like this song a couple songs in that album all right we're going to move on to the year 2015 um, the singer, American singer, songwriter, actress, and activist, Leslie Gore, died of lung cancer at the age of 68. She is best known for her 1963 U.S. number one and U.K. number nine single, It's My Party, which was produced by Quincy Jones. Gore composed songs from the soundtrack for the 1980 film Fame, for which she received an Academy Award nomination for Out Here on My Own, written by her and her brother, Michael. Miss Leslie Gore. You would cry too if it happened to you. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to move on to um, the year 2009. All right, Leslie, turn off. 2009. Chris Brown um, talked about his recent arrest for the first time. The R&B singer was being investigated by police over claims he attacked a woman. Um, in a statement, Chris Brown said, I am seeking the counseling of my pastor and my mother and other loved ones, and I am committed, with God's help, um, to emerge a better person. Um, there's been speculation that his girlfriend, Rihanna, was the woman in the attack and has been seen with bruises on her face. Um, yeah, I remember when that happened. Um I'm glad to hear, hi, Radio Parlas. Good to see you, my friend. I'm glad to hear 
are not here that he's been in the news for that. I don't think he has since then. It was he. I thought there was like a couple at the same time that they were, um, he was in trouble for, but I hope that um, he did emerge a better person. So we're going to um, turn off Mr. Chris Bale for a second and we're going to move to the year 2007. Um, after staying in a drug rehabilitation facility in Antigua, um, for less than a day, um, Britney Spears um, shaved her, ha her head at a hair salon, giving herself a buzz cut in front of approximately 70 photographers. Um, first, who goes to, I guess Britney Spears does, but I'm, I've never heard of people. I mean, I guess the rich go to, to places like Antigua for rehab, but yeah, less than a day. This was the beginning of the public meltdown for Spears, who filed for divorce from her then-husband, Kevin Federline, months earlier and was negotiating custody arrangements for their the, um, two children. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because it doesn't seem like she's gotten any better at all. You know, it just seems like she um, is still kind of out there. Um, I hear she's naked all the time, like, and, and throwing knives or like spinning knives and stuff. I don't know. I have no clue. I haven't seen it, but that's what I've heard on the radio. They always talk about her. Um, all right, we're going to move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was 2005 on this day. I'm, let's see. Oh, Where's Kid Rock? There he is. Um, this is also, oh, I'm sorry. No, that was 2007. Kid Rock is 2005. Ah, Kid Rock, <laughs> 2005, was arrested for allegedly punching um, a DJ, not this DJ, but a DJ at a strip club in Nashville, Tennessee. Definitely wasn't this one. Um, police were called to the incident by um, Rock. Um, escaped from the um, club shortly after he was pulled over by an officer who got an autograph but did not do a breath test despite smelling alcohol. The officer has since been fired, it says. The star was eventually arrested a few hours later, taken to night court, and released on um, $3,000 bail. Kid Rock. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, Benny Spears, she is interesting. Poor little soul. She needs some help, I think. And it seemed like her parents were trying to help her, but I don't, who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. So also in 2005, um, we know him as Cat Stevens. Um, Yusuf Aslam, the former Cat Stevens, was awarded substantial damages from the Sunday Times and the Sun after they had printed articles alleging he was involved in terrorism. Both newspapers apologized to the 56-year-old musician for the false and highly deflammatory allegations. The papers also paid his legal bills in a pledge not to repeat the allegations. The money awarded was given to tsunami relief projects. So good for him that he gave that money away and didn't keep it. You know what I mean? It even makes it even better that, um, you know, these people were just jerks, to, you know, saying something bad. Um, all right. Who's last on here? All right. 2002, the year 2002 on this day, 
thieves broke into um, George Michael's London home and sold over $170,000 worth of paintings, um, jewelry, designer clothes, and drove off in his $136,000 Austin Martin DB7. They also caused $340,000 worth of damage to his home. Why did they have to cause it? Why did they have to do that too? You know what I mean? Why did on top of already invading his privacy and taking his stuff, they had to do damage on top of it? Oh my gosh. Just to make him feel worse. That's terrible. I think mean, that's terrible. Terrible. Oh, <laughs> oh, BP. Oh, he sent me. I'm sorry, BP. I didn't see that. George Michael. Um, Alison Krauss. Now I remember, I remember this picture on the album of her that you sent me. He sent me this, and um, I, when we were talking about Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, this is Alison Krauss. It's amazing how you can speak right to my heart. Gosh, is this probably when she was first starting, huh? She's got a very pretty voice. That's Alison Krauss. So she's going to a concert with Robert Plant. Oh yeah, I kind of I remember that. Now the the chorus sounds totally familiar. I remember her face. Um, but he he also sent me why Britney Spears is dancing. Oh, they're saying it's fake knives. Okay. They don't sound fake. Britney Spears has once again set the record straight after dancing with knives again. The 41 year old superstar took to her Instagram on Thursday night to share a video of herself busting a move with what appeared to be a pair of butcher knives. Though the blades looked and sounded real, especially after she clanged them together, she wrote in her caption that they are not real and that she is just pushing boundaries and taking risks. Henning, I know I spooked everyone with the last post, but these are fake knives that my team rented from Hand Prop Shop in LA. These are not real knives. I don't and believe her one bit. Call the police. I'm trying to imitate one of my favorite performers, Shakira, a performance I was inspired by. Cheers to us bad girls who aren't afraid to push boundaries and take risks. On September 25th, the music icon originally sparked fans' concern when she posted the first video <laughs> She's... smiling while twirling and spinning with a knife in each hand as her dogs stood nearby. And she wrote in the caption, I started playing in the kitchen with knives today. Don't worry, they are not real knives. Halloween is soon. And then on September 26th... And she's wearing itty-bitty, teeny-weeny little bikini pants, man. She does have a great body. She had a cut part of her little butt cheek off with those days. But the actor filed for divorce from the toxic songstress in August after 14 months of marriage. And Britney spoke out on the breakup the following day revealing in a personal Instagram message that she was, quote, a little shocked, but staying positive, adding, I'm actually doing pretty damn good. 
Brittany and Sam met on the set of her Slumber Party music video in 2016 and tied the knot six years later in a surprise ceremony at the singer's California home. I didn't even know that she was married to somebody else. And broke down his romantic proposal to the pop star. The day before proposal, I went to send, you know, on Instagram, you, you take a video and you send it through Instagram, right? That's the fastest way to do it. Now, right, yeah, it's coming back clear and everything. So I went to send it to my sister, but I accidentally posted it for a few seconds. So the whole world got to see the ring. So I deleted it right away. So and somebody still grabbed it? Are you kidding me? Wow. It was all of the news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to turn that off. But anyway, it sounds like real knives to me when she's friggin' clinging them around. Cling, 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 cling. It sounds just like um, Jason Alexander, her friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember she was married before, but I didn't know when she was like, recently. It sounds like she was married to this guy. I had no idea. I thought she's been alone for a while. I thought she's been like not with anybody for some time. Um, but whoever this guy is, she was with for a little over a year, but those sound like real knives when she's clinging them around. It certainly doesn't sound like fake, fake knives sound like that. I don't know. And then just the look she has on her face, she just looks like she, she's got something going on. All right. Let's see. There's a funny, there's a couple of funny ones on here. I wanted to get to, um, uh, where is it? Oh, in the year, this day in 1991. <laughs> Let me turn this one on. The Simpsons were number one on the UK singles chart with Do the Bart Man. The song was written by Michael Jackson and Brian Lennard. Um, the Simpsons became the first cartoon character to make a number one since the Archie's Sugar Sugar in 1969. I love that song. And um, Jackson was a ma massive fan of The Simpsons and has called the producers one night offering to write Bart a number one single and do a guest spot on the show. <clears throat> oh, Britney Spears has the same birthday as you? <laughs> That's funny. Now, isn't it um the Simpsons and um South Park that they say that they have done um episode storylines and they've kind of come true in the news? Simpsons, okay. Is that Michael Jackson? I'm trying to hear. Oh, 
Thomas and your Daisy Princess Lurks. <laughs> no, it's funny. I'm going to pause it for a second because um, BP sent it to me. In fact, I can recall, and it didn't, and you suck. The Simpsons is not only the longest-running sitcom and animated show on TV, it's arguably one of the best shows, period. But did you know the show also employs a certain amount <laughs> of Simpson needed to play at CBGB. Some major historical <laughs> events and some completely random things like this. Hey, Doc, take a memo on your Newton. Beat up Martin. Let's see. Beat up Martin. Still doesn't work. Let's take a look at 15 things The Simpsons has predicted correctly. Before we get started, guys, I have a prediction of my own. You're going to subscribe to GameSpot Universe right now. Okay, maybe not, but what if I ask nicely? Please subscribe because we have a ton of videos on our current favorite show, Black Mirror, including breakdowns on each episode and a video on every single Easter egg we found in season four. Side note, guys, let's hope that none of that stuff ever comes true. Ooh. Okay, back to The Simpsons. Let's start with tech, specifically FaceTime or video conferencing, which was predicted back in 95. Lisa visits a fortune teller at a fair and we're transported 15 years into the future. She's talking to Marge using her phone's video chat feature called a picture phone which was ahead of its time, but finally became a reality in 2010. Crazy! And now we all use it, even our grandparents. Oh, don't worry, honey. I guarantee your father will behave. Mom, it's a picture phone. Oh, this? This? Oh, no, I, I just got a touch of the rheumatiz. Oh. Mom, picture phone. From the very <laughs> same episode, The Smartwatch. Lisa's fiancé makes a phone call using his extremely fashionable watch. Kind of reminds me of Dick Tracy and how bad I wanted one of those things. But it wasn't until 19 years later that modern voice recognition enabled smartwatches would become widely available to the masses thanks to Google, Samsung, and Apple. Moving on Crazy. to the GoPro. Thank you, Radio Farless. Thank you, Mike. That was featured on a 1994 episode. Homer took part in a hidden camera investigation into the expired meat on sale at the Quickie Mart. <laughs> Bite back host Ed Brockman and the Channel 6 investigative news team give Homer a giant novelty hat to wear that contains a tiny camera in it. And we know only a GoPro would fit in there. 20 years later, we were introduced to the GoPro, which is the go-to hands-free way to record your travels while swimming, running, biking, or spying on people. That's some of the good tech, but how about some shitty tech, as in faulty voting machines? Inspired by the 2008 presidential election, this episode finds Homer trying to place a vote for Barack Obama, and it doesn't go so well. Hey, I only met one of those votes for McCain. <gasps> this machine is rigged. What? <laughs> Tell President McCain. This doesn't happen in America. Maybe Ohio, but not in America. Well, <laughs> this actually happened, and there's video on YouTube to prove it. Racking over 10 million views, this Pennsylvania machine wasn't calibrated correctly and changes a vote for Obama to Mitt Romney. Speaking of presidential elections, The Simpsons predicted Trump, as in President Trump. Yep, it's another flash forward to the future as Bart is an adult and Lisa is the President of the United States. Unfortunately, she is tasked with the gargantuan task of cleaning up after the disastrous job left by Donald Trump. As you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. How bad is it, Secretary Van Houten? 
We're broke. The country is broke? How can that be? The National Security Agency made headlines in 2013, but the NSA played a pivotal role in the Simpsons movie back in 07. Quick refresher, Homer accidentally pollutes Springfield's water supply, the family goes on the run, and the EPA declares the family as fugitives. The NSA finally tracks down Marge and the kids by listening in on their conversations. And six years later, Edward Snowden revealed widespread mass surveillance of its citizens by the American government through phone and internet records. The show also correctly predicted the 2016 Nobel Prize winner six years before it happened. That's right, never underestimate Milhouse. He's a genius. Seriously. In 2010, he correctly predicted Bengt Holmstrom would win it, and he did in 2016, the Nobel Prize in Economics. Milhouse was part of a Nobel Prize betting pool, nerd alert, with Lisa, Martin, and Database. It doesn't take a Nobel Prize winner to predict this one. FIFA is corrupt. Back in 2014, Homer was asked by FIFA to help repair the organization's image and to actually referee a World Cup in Brazil. Yep, that happened. The episode forecasted the FIFA arrests, though not by naming anyone specifically. Real-life FIFA officials were indicted a year later amidst corruption claims, bribery, and money laundering. Also, bonus points because The Simpsons also predicted that Germany would beat Brazil in that World Cup final. They just missed on the score. It oh my gosh, that's crazy. Awesome. All right, we're going to stop there because I'm going to start playing some music. Um, from the documentary that we tried to watch last night, <laughs> but it's free. Like I said, it's free on, um, oh, I got to pull this up here. It's free on YouTube, um, CBGB. Uh, and it's kind of funny because it's country bluegrass um, and blues, but like we were talking about, most of the bands that went through there were punk bands. Um, CBGB was the New York Music Club. It opened up in 1971, 73 um, by Hilly Crystal um, in East Village in Manhattan, New York City. The club was previously a biker bar and before that a dive bar. Um, uh, what I said, CBGB stands for Country Bluegrass and Blues. I might have said it wrong. Crystal's original vision for the club, but CBGB soon emerged as the fame and iconic venue for punk rock and new wave bands, including the Ramones, Television, Patti Smith, um, uh, Blondie, Madonna, and Talking Heads. Actually, I have all of those except for Madonna. Um, I didn't know that she went through there. Other bands affiliated with CBGB are Ang. Ang Gust Front, Murphy's Law, U.S. Chaos, um, Cro-Magnum, Warzone, Gorilla Biscuits, <laughs> Sick of It All, and Youth of the Today. Um, that's just a start. There's just tons and tons of them. But that's a little bit of history of CBGB. Um, so let's get into the music. Um, the first one, and in the documentary, you see... Um, David Johansson, uh, Buckster Poindexter, <laughs> who is also the lead singer for the New York Dolls. And they were kind of like the starting starts that, that started there, the first band kind of that went through. And he's um, talking in the, the documentary. And I'm like, who is that guy? Isn't that Buster Poindexter? And I didn't know they were the same person. <laughs> I didn't know that. So here's the, the song is Personality Crisis. Um, it was written by the Dolls lead singer, David Johansson. Um, and you, um, a lot of uh, 
people might know him as um, Baxter Poindexter and a guitarist, Johnny Thunder, um, also helped him write the song. Mercury Records originally released Personal Personality Crisis in 1973 as a double A side single with Trash to coincide with the album's release. Promo singles for Personality Crisis were also distributed to radio stations. Following the band's breakup, it was re-released on Bellafon Records. A double A side was looking for a kiss in 1978. So here is the New York Dolls' Personality Crisis. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Radio Perlis. Thank you, Bam Bam. the name of the other club that was across from CBGB's um, that was more country and I'm trying I can't find it off the top of my head uh, but but Sonic Youth um, Sonic Youth recorded personality crisis with um, Kim Gordon on lead vocals in July of 1990 it was first released as a write-off promo seven-inch single in November 1990 issue of Sassy Magazine, and that included in the 1993 Horse Moaning EP and later to Deluxe Edition bonus disc of Dirty. Um, well, this is the New York Dolls personality crisis off the album New York Dolls, and um, that it didn't chart anywhere. So, yeah, it'll move down. All right, New York Dolls. All right, we're going to move on to the Dictators. And um, the song is the big, the next big thing. Um, come on, move up. All right, the Dictators are an American rock band formed in New York City in 1973. Um, critic John Dugan said that they were one of the finest and most influential proto-punk bands to walk the earth. Entertainment Weekly wrote, Girls um, Go Crazy let me start that one over. Go girl crazy, junk generation culture. 
and smart Alex sensibility did provide an essential blueprint for the 70s punk. With its TV references and homely vocals, the groundbreaking and long unavailable album continues to inspire underground groups everywhere. Um, Steven Berber argued that this all-Jewish band was an early musical expression in rock music of the New York um, sarcasm and toughness found among these alienated population who significantly contributed to punk rock. He said, here is the dictators, the next big thing. Off of Go Girl Crazy. Thank you, Radio Parlas. And it's funny, he's dressed like in a wrestling outfit. In the back of his jacket says, Handsome Dick Manitoba. Thank you, Peter. morning we need to talk nick b good to see you thank you for coming in last night we appreciate you it didn't go like we wanted it to but we appreciate you coming in okay so this was um the dictators who was another band that went through cbgb's um the song again is the next big thing um and it didn't chart anywhere on may um, 28th of 2020 andy shinoff announced that the dictators were reforming to record some new material and possibly play live. So I don't know if anybody's heard anything. I didn't read anything else, but we're going to move on to the next band. Dictators. Um, this one is television, the band television. The song is careful. Um, television was an American rock band from New York city, most notably active in 1970s. The group's most po- um, prominent lineup consisted of Tom Vernal on um, vocals and guitar, Richard Lloyd on guitar, Billy 
Bicca on drums, Fred Smith on bass, an early fixture of CBGB's and the 1970s New York rock scene. The band is considered influential in developmental development of punk and alternative rock. Um, I don't remember hearing this band before. So television, the song careful. Hi, Swamp Fox 74. Welcome. Down a guitar based manner similar to their punk contemporaries. Television's music was by comparison clean, improvisational, and technical providence, drawing influence from jazz in the 1960s rock. The group's 1977 debut album, Marquee Moon, is considered one of the defining releases of the punk era. The song Careful by Television. This one's off of the album CBGB's. All right, we're going to move on to um, the next artist that went through CBGB's, kind of got their start there, and that was Patti Smith. Um, her song that I'll be playing um, and talking about is Redondo Beach. Um, Patti Smith wrote the lyrics for this song in the early 1970s, following an argument with her sister, Linda. The New Yorker recalled in her lyric collection complete, the words for Renanda Beach were written in 1971. It, I was sharing a space um, near the Chelsea Hotel with Robert and my sister, Linda. One afternoon, I had a rare argument with my sister and she left. Um, she didn't return and by nightfall, I was worried. Needing time to think, I took um, an F train to Coney Island and sat on um, a littered beach until the sun rose. I came back, wrote the draft, and fell asleep. When I awoke, she returned, and I showed her what I had written, and we never quarreled again. So here is a bit of Redondo Beach, Patty Smith. <laughs> It sounds kind of happy. Hi, Smiley. Oh, bye, Smiley. I didn't get you in time. Sorry, I was in another screen. She always kind of tripped me out some. Oh, you never return. Oh, you know what I mean. I'm waiting for you. 
Redondo Beach in New York. I just thought Redondo Beach was in California growing up in California. Um, I didn't know if they had a Redondo Beach in um, New York. But Smith published the lyrics as a poem entitled Redondo Beach in her 1972 book Kodak. A few years later, Smith returned to the verses for her debut album Horses and completed the song with the help of her guitarist Lenny Kane and guitar um, keyboard player on um, Richard Soul, who came up with the reggae arrangement. Redondo Beach, Patti Smith, off the album Horses, um, 1975. Um, it was chart number 10 in the US, but that's only where it charted. Miss Patty. All right, we're going to move on to um, some Ramones. Um, they were big at CBGB's. Um, this song that I'm going to talk about is Rockaway Beach. Um, the song was written by bassist Dee Dee um, Ramones in the style of the Beach Boys and early surf rock bands. The song is about Rockaway Beach in Queens, where Dee Dee liked to spend time. Guitarist um, Johnny Ramone claimed that Dee Dee was the only real beach goer in the group. Um, so here it is, Rockaway Beach. And he's, um, the, the, the Ramones are in this one documentary. Um, they're, a lot, they're in there a lot. So here they are. Hi, Enoch. Welcome. Good to see you again. So um, the, the Ramones' Rockaway Beach was released in 1977, and it was their highest-charting single in their career, peaking at number 66 on the Billboard Hot 100. Rockaway Beach, the Ramones, off the album Rocket to Russia, 1977. We're going to move on to a little um, Lou Reed, who is another um, CDGB uh was there a lot. Um, let's see, the song I'm going to play is Vicious. Um, it was written, of course, by Lou Reed, released as a single in 1973, originally featured on Transformer, Reed's second post-Velvet Underground solo album. Lou Reed um, told Rolling Stones that Andy Warhol inspired the song. He said, why don't uh, you write a song called Vicious? And I said, what kind of vicious? And, oh, you know, vicious, like, um, I hit you with a flower. <laughs> what? 
What? That's vicious. I hit you with the flower and I wrote it down literally. So here it is, the song Vicious. I hit you with the flower. <laughs> I like this song though. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. So this song, like the rest of the album Transformer, was produced by David Bowie with his Spiders from Mars guitarist Mick Ronson. Bowie also supplied backup vocals for the track. That is Vicious, Lou Reed from the album Transformer, 1972. All right, another band that was... Um, big um cbgb starting there is talking heads uh let's see i'm gonna do psycho killer um a little bit about that song um this was the first talking um head song it was written in 1973 at the rhode island school of design r r i s d if you go there <laughs> where david byrne and drummer chris france had a band called the Arist the aristocrat aristocrats um when burns presented the song he explained that he wanted a japanese section in the bridge but when he asked a girl who spoke the language to come up with some murderous words she understandably got freaked out Ooh, sorry she understandably got freaked out um france's girlfriend tina um Wymouth spoke french so they had her write french parts for the bridge instead she drew inspiration from norman bates's character in the 1960s um alfred hitchcock thriller psycho um here it is um psycho killer talking heads Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Bam Bam. I'm so nervous and I can't relax. I can't sleep because my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real wide wire. Oh, 
So Psycho Killer was the only song on the album to appear on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Um, the song is included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Psycho Killer, Talking Heads, off the album Talking Heads, um, 1977. And um, it would chart 90, 92 in the uh, U.S. It didn't chart in Canada or in England. <sighs> All right, we're going to turn them off. And um, the Dead Boys um, is the next band. Um, the song is Sonic Reducer. Sonic Reducer is a punk rock song written by Cheetah Chrome and David Thomas during their tenor in Rocket from the Tombs, which made its record debut on Dead Boys, 1977 album, Young, Loud, and Snotty, <laughs> with the change of lyrics that were written by Stiv Baders. The song is widely regarded as a punk classic and has been covered by bands um, as uh, much, let's see, they go from Guns N' Roses to Overkill, uh, Pearl Jam, Dozer, Leewood, uh, Totenhosen, Die Totenhosen, I think that's it. Bad Religion, Slaves of the Day. The song appeared on the UK compilation album, New Wave, produced by UK actor and mystic Peter Knobber. So here are the Dead Boys with Sonic Reducer. <laughs> Welcome, XZNGDTM. Oh, they're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you see now last night, um, Tuttles, I call him Bam Bam, if you guys don't know, Bam Bam and uh, Black Dragon Radio and I were having a conversation about um and I think Nick was in the chat too, uh, about the blondie and is, you know, is she considered punk? Because when you hear the word punk, you know, what I was trying to say is like, this is what most people think of is when they hear punk is stuff like this or the sex pistols, not blondie, you know, but there was a lot of bands and Patti Smith too, you know, they put her in that group too of punk, um, um, and it wasn't just like this. It was 
people that were playing stuff that was um, theirs, original. Original stuff. All right, so that's the Dead Boys. The song was sampled on the Beastie Boys song, um, an open letter to New York City on their 2004 album, To the Five Bros. It was also performed by fun fictional punk rock outfit, hardcore logo in Bruce McDonald's 1977 mockumentary hardcore logo. I gotta look that one up. Um, this is Dead Boys, Sonic producer off the album, Young, Loud, and Snotty. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta look that one up. Um, let's see. Hardcore logo in Bruce McDonald's 1977 mock military hardcore logo. Okay, is that has anybody seen that? Um in the chat, let me know if you've seen that. All right, so the next one is Blondie. Okay, Sunday Girl um is the song that um we're gonna play. Sunday Girl was written um solely by Blondie's guitarist Chris Stein. Um Stein recalled, I wrote that one all by myself, but it, I was so nervous about having my own song. I asked Deborah Harry to put her name on it. We left the credits to me in the long run. Um, Stein wrote the song for Harry's cat, who was named Sunday Man. Um, Stein explained the cat ran away when we were and we were sad. I mean, it was just sort of a a plaintive. Um, number he said here it is sunday girl by blondie and this is one of her early ones cold as ice cream but still as sweet dry your eyes sunday girl hey i'm sunday Looks like he's in another world, running hot Sunday girl. Hurry up, hurry up, and wait, I gotta wait all weekend. Still I wait, I got the blues. Please come see what your loving means to me. Thank you, Mike. Working crowd. Weekend moon and she's still getting proud. Let them dream Sunday girl. Baby, I like to go tonight. Go with your folks and be no time. See you on Sunday. Thank you, Bam Bam. Though never released as a single in the United States, the song was a number one in the United Kingdom and in Australia. The song was covered in 2013 by the band She and Him on the album Volume 3. Sunday Girl Blondie off the album Parallel Lines. Hurry up, hurry up and wait. I like that song. All right, we're going to move on to a little Richard Hell in the... Oh, remember we had him up 
last week or something, Richard Hell in the Void Voids. Um, because I was like, am I saying Void Voids right? Um, all right, Richard Hell in the Void Voids. The song is Blank Generation, um, another group that came through CBGB's. Um, Blank Generation is the title track of Richard Hell in the Void Voids' 1977 debut album, a remake of Bob McFadden and Rod McKean's 1959 record, The Beat Generation. Richard Hell wrote the new lyrics during the time with the band Television and performed it live with another band, The Heartbreakers. Malcolm McLaren um, claimed that the Sex Pistols song, Pretty Banquet, was directly inspired by Blank Generation. So here it is, Blank Generation. Richard Hell and the voidoids. Voidoids. Blank Generation, Richard Hell and the Void Voids, and a live um, March 1974 recording at CBGB with television can be found on Spurts, the Richard Hell story. Um, the song was featured in the end of the sixth episode of the sci-fi television show Happy, and it also appeared on season three of Sex Education. Richard Hell and the Void Voids off the album of Another World, 1976. All right, we're going to move on. Um, this one, next one, I don't remember this band. Tough Darts is the name of the band. The song is All for the Love of Rock and Roll, live at CBGB's. Um, Tough Darts was an American punk rock band. They were one of the first bands to establish an audience at CBGB's. They reached their greatest fame in mid-70s um, with such songs as Slash, um, Your Love is Like Nuclear Waste, and the biggest single, All for the Love of Rock and Roll which originally was recorded by Ram Jam. Um, the band appeared at the popular um, New York. Oh, that's it right there. The club, Max's Kansas City was I was the other one that was across the street from CBGB's. Wasn't it that one? Um, bam, bam, I'm pretty sure. It says the club's like Max's Kansas City. I'm pretty sure that's the one that was right across the street. And when we were having the conversation, you were talking about how they got in a big 
fight afterwards, the, the country people and the people at CBGBs. Anyway, let's play Tough Darts. Um, all for the love of rock and roll. Welcome, life changing OPP for you. Good to see ya. reunited in 2002 to play a gig upon the release of Tough Darts on Compact Disc. They subsequently played several additional shows and recorded one more album in 2007, You Can't Keep a Good Band Down. It was only released in Japan. All for the love of rock and roll, live at CBGB's Tough Darts. All right, so the next band that I have um, is the Stooges. Um, the song is 1969. Um, considered a landmark proto-punk release, um, the album peaked at number 106 on the U.S. Billboard Top 200 album charts. Um, the track, I Want to Be Your Dog, in 1969, were released as singles. 1969 was um, featured on Rolling Stone's list of 100 Greatest Guitar Songs at number three. 35 and in 2020 it was ranked at number 488 on rolling stones 500 greatest albums of all time here they are the stooges with the song 1969 I got it, Bam Bam. Oh, it said I'm not old enough to play it. <laughs> it says this video is age restricted and only available on YouTube. Let me see. I'll look it up.
it's playing the film now i'll have to watch it yeah hardcore logo thank you bam bam i'm gonna watch that i want to see what it's all about so that's 1969 the stooges i'm off the album the stooges in 1969 um we're gonna move on to oh uh there they are the tom tom club they came through there too. Tom Tom Club. The song is Who Wants an Ugly Girl? <laughs> Who Wants an Ugly Girl? Tom Tom Club is an American new wave band found in 1981 by husband and wife team Chris France and Tina Wymouth. Um, she was part of Talking Heads and this was their side project. Um, named after the dance halls dance hall in, in the Bahamas um, where they rehearsed for the first time while on hiatus with from Talking Heads in 1980, Tom Tom Club enjoyed early success in the dance club culture of the 80s with the hits of um, Genius of Love and Wordy Rapping Hood. That's how it's written, Rapping Hood. Um, I don't remember that one. Both of which were taken from the self-titled first album in 1981. But we're going to play Who Wants an Ugly Girl? Who Wants an Ugly Girl? Here we go. Oh. You are beautiful. <laughs> oh, have you seen it, Bambi? Okay, so I need to watch it. I want to watch it now. It doesn't even sound like um I'm just used to the the genius the uh the genius in love the that one that song what was it um genius of love she doesn't sound it doesn't sound the same all right let's see we're gonna stop this one and so we can play one more but um it said that both um france and wyman along with the other talking head bandmates were all inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame in 2002 who wants an ugly girl? The Tom Tom Club. I expected the guy to be singing, not the girl. But um, all right, we're going to end with Devo. Everybody remembers Devo. Um, Jocko Homo is the song. Um, in an interview with Mark Mothersbraw and Jerry Cass of Devo, um, Mark explained, Jacko Homo was one of the first songs I wrote for the band. Um, the whole song was meant to be a theme song 
for the theory of de-evolution and for Devo, what we were about. It was meant to lay out the story right there. It was a collection of discussions we had when we were sat around at Kent after students had been shot and decided that we were what we were seeing happen on the planet. When we looked at the news and read the paper, was not evolution, but was more uh, apparently described as de-evolution. Okay, that was D- Devo all about. Here is Devo, Jacko Homo. We are Devo, Devo. We are Devo. <laughs> we Devo. I totally remember. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you haven't heard a song in like years and you can totally remember it? Oh my word. Are We Not Men, We Are Devo was Devo's first album. It was produced um, by um, Brian Ono, who is the band's, in the band Roxy Music and also produced Talking Heads. He was an innovator of um, electronic and synthesizer-based music. Jack Homo Devo, question, are we not men? Answer, We Are Devo, 1978. It didn't chart anywhere. Yay, I had just enough battery on this tablet to play all my music. I'm so happy. <laughs> I thought it was going to go out on me. Bye, Peter. Um, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for being here today and um, supporting me. Like always, you guys are the best, and I appreciate um, you guys more than words can say. So let me turn this up so I can leave you like I always leave you. See if it plays in the first push. <laughs> It did. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. I tell you, it's always going to try to. Just don't let it. Don't let it change your smile. I love you guys. Um, I appreciate you so, so very much. Have a great rest of your day. Be safe. Watch your back. Be careful out there. The world has literally gone mad. Um, I love you guys, and I will see you back here on Monday. We're going to continue with the music list of um, the 165 songs that were banned um, because of um, 9-11. And it's a pretty interesting list um, to go through uh, to see the songs that Clear Channel decided to ban and not ban. So we're going to continue with that list because it's some good songs. So I love you guys. I really appreciate you. Hi, oh, bye, Elizabeth. Have a good rest of your day, guys. One, two, three, four. Bye, Nick. Bye, Radio Carlos. Bye, Mike. See you guys later.